You're listening to the Growing Up Rock Podcast with your hosts, Stephen Michael and Sonny Hollywood Pooney. So check this out. I met this girl. It was around a quarter ten. We made it once. She said, make me again. She wrapped her love around me all night long. And in the morning, by some miracle, we were still going strong. What's going on, Stephen? What's happening, Hollywood? Those <laughs> lyrics sound awfully familiar to me. <laughs> yeah, baby. Cinderella. It's time for a Cinderella top five, baby. Oh, man, I have a love-hate relationship with this band, but uh, thank God it's mostly love. Yeah, I'm probably along the same lines. I don't have too much hate for them. I mean, other than the ballad shit, which, you know, oh, we don't need to go into that. But, yeah, I mean, I like the rocking shit. So I'm looking forward to this top five at this moment. Everybody knows. <laughs> everybody knows it's all about at this moment. That's the way we roll over here at Growing Up Rock. Yeah, definitely. Uh, this one is a little more solidified for me. If everything falls my way, including something later, then it would all work out for me that this pretty much is my top five. Dude, I think you're lying because I think you changed the lineup a couple times. I think I went in there once and you had one thing, and then I went back today and you had another thing. So I think you're actually lying about that. Uh, that would be incorrect, sir, but that's okay. Dude, was it the same thing that you had the other day? Because I swear I yep. went in there and I was like, okay, I need to listen to that tune. Nope. All, uh, right. all the same. Okay, dude. I believe you. <laughs> Uh-huh. And I wasn't, I didn't make myself, well, I allowed myself not to pick every song off the first album. So it's a, it's a real top five. Yeah. I tried to spread it around. I like to spread the love around on these top fives because usually if we're doing a top five, it's two bands that we both really like. And if we really like them, I normally think that every album has something to offer for the most part. You know, so that's just kind of how we roll with stuff. But yeah, I, I spread the love around a little bit on this uh, on this uh, top fiver. Yeah, me too. Uh, you know, they got some. Well, we'll talk about it a little bit. Their music changed a little bit. And uh, one of the uh, albums are a straight up Desert Island album for me. And just because of that one album, Cinderella will always be one of my top bands of all time. So uh uh, good stuff. Yeah. All right. So, but before we get into this top five with Cinderella, we really seriously need to take care of a little house cleaning. Samantha. Everyone's got a rock and roll story to tell, and we want to hear yours. So go to our website at growinguprock.com. That's one word. G-R-O-W-I-N-U-P-R-O-C-K.com. Or visit us on our Facebook page at Growing Up Rock and tell us all about it. God damn it. Doesn't she get prettier every time, dude? Uh, I've never met her, so I don't know. <laughs> I heard you keep her locked up in a basement. I don't know what she looks like. Uh, that That's the Cobras and Fires guy, uh, Pound Me Too. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> all right, so Grown Ups of the Week. 
These are all the folks that shared us on Facebook and retweeted us on Twitter. EMZT's Infamous, Tony Rambo, Aaron Baker, The Mockers Podcast. I haven't checked them out yet. I need to check them out. Indie Music Zone, Rodney Dixon, Bill Elam, Mr. Shortstop 3, Focus on Metal, Alan Tate, Marcelo Verzi, Mike Parnell, Janet Eck, Hector de Baetas, Janitor Spring, Andrew Block, Jody Havnot, Rick Friel, Mr. Cole Thornton, Jason Bluski, Little Fish, Nighthawk, Andrew Jacobs, James A. Souza, Bella Lowe's 1966, Dirk Sokolowski, David Cathy, Mark Winder 8, Music Palace Radio, Ogata, Adam Cox, David Hudson, Shawana Lee, I Love It Loudcast, uh, Steve Wright, Jason Alexander, Classic Rock Drops, Eladio, The Power Chord Channel, Digital Killed, Podcast Rock City, Decibel Geek, Trace Mess 469, Chris Sinzak, Tony Masalam, Peter Cessary, Courtney Cronin Dole, Jason Kearney, The Mooger Fuger, uh, Victor Ruiz, and Ear Peeler. Thank you very much. Save Rock and Metal, The Peter Principles, Restrained, Pod Chaser, and our new buddy, Drew Fortier. Awesome. And we've got a new review that I want to share with you on the Eclipse episode that we did. Uh, this is really short and this is why we do these kind of episodes. It's really short and sweet and comes to us on Podchaser. This is from Moon Island and it simply says, where has this band been? These guys are incredible come play Los Angeles. <laughs> and if they're going to play anywhere, they should probably play Los Angeles. But that's a five-star review from Moon Island, and that is on our Eclipse episode, which we had so much fun doing. Yeah, Eclipse, uh, man, I hope more people uh, check them out because they are amazing. Yeah, without a doubt. And, uh, you know, you mentioned Victor Ruiz, an air peeler in our grownups of the week and, and Victor has uh, been a good friend to the show and ear peeler in particular has been a good friend to the show. Uh, and it breaks our heart that he's having to shut that site down just because it hasn't, you know, it hasn't worked out for him the way he had hoped uh, in terms of money and things like that. And, you know, a lot of podcasters, we just, you know, we just don't make any money, so there's not much we can do from a monetary standpoint. You have to get in uh, good with uh, advertisers and people like that, and uh, it just didn't work out for him, and I wish that it did because I like Victor. He's a rock and roll fan. He's a podcaster fan. He's a podcaster himself, and I would have loved to have seen it work out, but just didn't, and so he's going to have to pull the plug on on ear peeler and uh, that's unfortunate and it's unfortunate for us and it's unfortunate for a lot of others yeah he's a nice guy and he's done a lot i know this ear peeler thing was a labor of love for sure uh, but you know it gets to a point where you also got to feed your family and you know it, it's cool when it's a hobby it gets more difficult when it has to become a job that's for sure yeah absolutely all right well, that brings us to this. It's time for the Crank It Up New Music Spotlight. All right. 
time for the Crank It Up New Music Spotlight, dude. And for the new music spotlight this week, I'm going to let you decide. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay. Ah, I thought about third you on the spot. Uh, uh, hey, I, I'm good with it. Doesn't matter to me. Nah, I'm just going to pick something I've been listening to uh, lately and uh, see see how we feel about it, all right? Okay, sounds good. So take a listen to this. Let us know how you feel about it.
great song. Who is it? <laughs> that is off the new Dream Child record, and that is a song called Until Death Do We Meet Again. That is the name okay. of the album. There are many great songs. Hopefully you enjoyed that. Yeah, I hadn't heard all the songs off that album yet. That dude's got a lot of D on his voice. Absolutely he does. But yeah, it's just a throwback kind of old school rock. Uh, reminds me a lot of Deep Purple and Rainbow. And yeah, so hopefully you guys are digging it. I've been playing it a lot. I'm certainly digging it. And it's brought to you by our friends at Frontier Records. Frontiers Records, man. S- saving the rock genre all by themselves. There you go. <laughs> Oh, gosh. All right. So we ready to get into Cinderella? We are ready to get into Cinderella. Hell yes. Are you starting it or am I? Well, let's see who we got here. Oh, you're starting it. All right. I'm going to start off a little Cinderella with what I feel is just a perfect introductory song.
so that's a good song and no, I, I like the album no it's not a good song Sonny. that's where you're wrong it's a great song that's your opinion it's a good song um and it's a good album but i have to tell you the first time i heard it i'm like oh, they got so far away from night songs like they went from this total cool gritty rock to this blues rock that i love but man i'll take another 15 helpings of night songs dude how many times do i have to tell you that my opinion is the right opinion oh whatever <laughs> whatever although the song we fought about which we're going to fight about later is off night songs just want to make sure you know that dude night songs can do no wrong in my eyes but uh <laughs> long cold winter and and i'll say this let me say this up front so night songs I'll go on record as saying is my favorite Cinderella record. No doubt about that in my mind, but I love bad seamstress blues and falling apart at the seams. I just think that song rocks. I mean, that gets my blood going uh, and it's a great intro kickoff song to that second record. Yeah, it's, it's a great second record. Don't, don't get me wrong. I was just, I remember first time hearing it. I was like, Oh my God, uh, this is not night songs. What happened? Because, you know, there's no internet. Nobody, Kiefer wasn't on MTV saying, hey, we're going to be blues rock now. Yeah. Right? Like, he didn't He didn't warn anybody. <laughs> well, MTV was around, but yeah, I mean, I get your point. It was definitely a little bit of a change for them and uh, yeah. probably what they always wanted to be to begin with, but, or at least what he wanted to be. So after I take a shot at Blues Rock, I'm going to play a Blues Rock tune, and I'm actually going to go even a little bit farther. Still climbing, 1994, talk about a lost record that if you asked a normal Cinderella fan, just, you know, a fan of the hits, they have an album called Still Climbing, they'd be like, uh, what? When? Right? And uh, it was there. It was in 94. And uh, this song starts off a little weird. It's a little bit slower, but... Give it a minute and it really kicks in. Bad attitude shuffle.
yeah, so I love this tune. I think this record is really good. I mean, he was going through all his vocal issues at the time of this record. I, I understand that they basically recorded this record, at least the vocals to this record, in sections because he couldn't sing more than like... I mean, he couldn't even sing an entire song at the point they were putting this record together. So they basically had to sing in sections and piece it together from what I understand. That doesn't surprise me. Do that guy. Okay, so I've seen them live 13 times. Cinderella has never disappointed. I've seen Kiefer with his own band once. He has never disappointed. That guy works so hard and that voice it just sounds painful. It doesn't surprise me that he has had vocal surgeries over the years. Yeah. I mean, he had a lot of, they, they weren't even sure what the issues was with his voice. Um, you know, I've listened to him tell the story so many times on different places, but bad attitude shuffle, I think is a great song. It's a great lead off song to that album. I think that album is a solid rock record. I enjoyed it. And to me, Bad Attitude Shuffle reminds me a lot of Falling Apart at the Seams. It kind of has that same feel for me. It's that blues rock thing, right? It, it definitely, I mean, you have to admit, as the albums went on, the tempo slowed down a little bit. Yeah, I, I meant from a standpoint of it kind of has that sliding riff. Oh, yeah, Like yeah, a slide yeah, yeah, yeah. type of riff that, that he's playing on that song, you know? So it kind of reminded me of that a little bit. But are you going to tell us when the first time you saw Cinderella or when Cinderella came onto your radar? Yeah, sure. I can do that now if you want. Sure, why not? <laughs> tell us all, all right. about it. So uh, my entry point was the Shake Me video, right? I mean, you, you had the pretty girls. The, it was the first time I saw that weird turn guitar thing. Yeah. Right. The, the, the turning of the guitar on your shoulder or whatever. Yeah. I don't think I'd ever seen that before. Nah, me neither. But uh, the video was fun and you could tell it was like gritty rock and oh my God, shake me just rocks. Uh, it deserved all the accolades that it ever got. Um, I think uh, probably besides the ballads probably ended up being the biggest song I would assume, but just the riff, the melody, the grittiness. I'm like, God, these guys rock. And I was just getting into hard rock and then saw him with Bon Jovi a couple of times. And I'm like, wow, these guys are really good. And uh, they've never disappointed me since. How about you? Uh, for me, I saw the album cover first. Somebody bought the album Night Songs to a club that I was working with the house band at this club over the summer. And somebody bought Night Songs in. And uh, that's the first time that I remember uh, seeing Cinderella and you know they're praising the record and everything I probably saw the shake me video just like you and so uh, you know I it caused me to dig further into the record and uh, when I digged further into night songs I loved it so I was hooked at that point I didn't see them on that tour it was um uh, a while after that, I think when the first time I saw them, I saw them open up for David Lee Roth on the Eat em and Smile tour. Oh, yeah, I saw that tour. Uh, which I think for, for them would have been Long Haul Winter. Is that right? Um, No. Well, yes and no. So I've seen them with uh, David Lee Roth twice. So I saw them in 91 and I saw them in 86. Well, 86 is the Eat em and Smile, right? 
Right, right. Yeah. Do you remember what Cinderella record that was at the time, though? Oh, 91? No, not 91. 86. Oh, 86 is Night Songs. You sure? Yeah, 86 came out my high school year. Okay, well, then I guess that's the tour I saw them on. I couldn't really remember. I know I saw them opening up for David Lee Roth on the Eat em and Smile tour. So if that was Night Songs, then I did see them on that tour. Yeah, yeah, and then they were on Heartbreak Station when they opened up for DLR in uh, 91. I think I actually saw them headline on, on um, Heartbreak Station. In fact, I'm almost positive I saw them headline because it was Cinderella, Bullet Boys, and somebody else. A third uh, band. Tang- Tangier. No, wait. No. Uh, that was Winger. Uh, it, it was m- Winger. It might have been Winger. I don't yeah. think it was. I think it was somebody else. I want to say it was Slaughter. So it might have been Slaughter, Bullet Boys, and Cinderella. But I saw that tour because, and I know it was the Heartbreak Station tour because I remember the uh, piano came out of the ceiling for Don't Know What You Got Till It's Gone. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's why I remember having seen that tour and uh, where I saw that at. That's how I remember that. But that's the first time I saw them. I've seen them probably, I don't know, I've seen Cinderella probably five, six times maybe, uh, both in arenas and in small clubs. And so, uh, you know, every time I've enjoyed them, Tom was struggling vocally when I saw them open up for Poison on one of the anniversary tours. Yeah, 20 years, yeah. 2006. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. So he was struggling vocally when I saw them on that night, but they were still good. And I've seen Tom's solo band, and it was probably the best time I've ever seen them. I mean, he was so so freaking awesome uh and left it all on the stage uh the night that i saw them and i saw them as part of like this farm rock festival where there are a ton of other bands but they were by far probably one of the best bands of that weekend yeah that's cool all right so that brings me to my next pick and my next pick is off the same exact album that you just played one from this is a song called Free Wheelin' off of Still Climbing.
that's got priest written all over it. Why? Because of the name? Uh, and the, the song. I didn't even, I guess I didn't even think about the name. The song itself. Like when I listen to it, I'm like, man, that, that sounds like priest. I don't know if I can tie that together other than the fact that it's called freewheeling instead of freewheel burning, but you know, <laughs> it, it just, it gets my blood pumping. It's a great uh, song to throw on a workout mix or a running mix. And uh, I dig that tune. So that's why I picked it. That's cool. That's cool. All right. So my second pick is uh, off night songs, you know, night songs hit number three on the charts on the billboard 100. So February 7th, 1987, the two albums that were number one and two, number two was Bangles, Different Light, and number one was Bon Jovi, Slippery When Wet, and Cinderella had the third album, and they only lasted that long because uh, there was some hip-hop records that came out afterwards and started taking the top spots, but, uh, you know, this song that I'm going to play for you totally makes me want to roll the window down driving on the freeway this thing is blasting as absolutely as loud as it can because it's just got that gritty rock feel everybody loves this song hell on wheels
yeah, baby. Yeah. That's a great song. I, you know, you were talking about you had seen the album cover. That album cover didn't exactly fit the songs, right? They, they, they're very, very hair metal. That was what was said from day one was the image of the band and the album cover of the band didn't fit the way the band sounded. You know? Yeah. Uh, well, even the name, right? I mean, Cinderella. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> when, when I went to do research on Cinderella, uh, I, I was trying to pull stuff up on the internet and, and I type in Cinderella band and in Wikipedia, it says not to be confused with the, um, the band from, um, like Peru or something. No, <laughs> no, the Filipino band Cinderella. So, you know, I would never really want to confuse Cinderella with the 1970 Manila sound pop group Cinderella. Yeah. Yeah. That's a little rough. <laughs> I, I had to laugh when I saw that. So yeah, they probably regret naming the band Cinderella would be my guest. <laughs> yeah. Hey, they had three platinum albums. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah. All right. That brings us to mine. Let's play this, and then I'll, I'll talk a little bit about it.
It's a great mix of blues and rock, man. That's for sure. Yeah. I love it, that song. It's a unique sounding song at the beginning. I mean, I just always was drawn to that beginning opening riff. It was just a little bit strange the way they recorded it. I, I imagine they used a few different instruments in tracking the beginning of that. I think a 12 string was involved, but it's just, it's a cool tune. I love the tune. Everybody knows I love kickoff tracks. That's the other thing. But I have to say, honestly, this is my least favorite Cinderella record. Uh, Heartbreak Station, you thought Long Cold Winter was a, was a change from Night Songs to Long Cold Winter. I thought Heartbreak Station was an even bigger change. Like I, It was really blues-based uh, Heartbreak Station, even the image of it all. And there's a lot of songs that I like, and I've grown to like this record more over the years but still probably out of all the Cinderella records is my least favorite record. I would have to agree with you there. Cause like everything got mid tempo all of a sudden, everything felt not everything, but a lot of the songs felt a little more epic, right? Because they had these hits and, uh, I just, I, man, I was just hoping it went back to the other sound, but it got farther away from it almost. Yeah. Completely. Yeah. So, yeah, my love-hate for these guys. <laughs> now, that being said, my next pick is from Heartbreak Station. <laughs> um, yeah. And part of it is, you know, Fred Curry gets a lot of accolades for being the Cinderella drummer. He played on one album and one song off another album. That was it. Besides that, he was a touring drummer. Yeah. Right? So, uh, that, and that that's kind of surprised me, actually, because I didn't actually know that until I started doing the research. But uh, I love kind of the wah-wah pedal riff on this song. I love the mix of like, there's like a fuzz and a flange on the guitar. It feels like Stevie Ray Vaughan with more edge to it. Check this out. Love's got me doing time.
Yeah, I love this tune. This song, there's a few other songs like this throughout their catalog in similarity where it kind of has like this funk blues kind of thing going on. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, I got you. So there's, yeah, and I like it. I mean, I've, I've always, I, I dig funk type stuff, uh, groove laden funk type stuff as long as the guitar is still present and uh so yeah love's got me doing time is a is a fun song and i dig it yeah that's cool all right what you got next all right so let's take it straight back to the beginning the first thing that happens when you drop the needle in 1986 on this thing what do you hear you hear this
from the beginning. From the minute I heard this song, I was like, oh my God, these guys are awesome. But I remember thinking, what is he saying? Like, I couldn't figure out the vocal phrasing, right? Because he's, you know, he's got that kind of like a whiny you talking about rasp. You talking about I need a shot of gasoline? That, yeah, yeah, anything. Like, as I was listening to all the songs that first time, I'm like, I don't understand what he's saying, yeah. right? So, and uh, it was it was kind of prevalent, I guess, in the mid-80s when you would get, whether you want to call it sleaze rock or blues rock or whatever, there was these singers that were coming out that had this kind of whine to them. And his whine plus rasp is unique. There's no doubt about that. And it makes you want to listen. Like a lot of the times when I get that, I'm like, ah, I can only handle that for so long. But I don't ever do that with Cinderella. So Tom's got something. I just can't put my finger on it, I guess. Yeah. That's one of the things I dig most about this song is kind of the pre-course, that, that uh, whole change. And, you know, I need a shot of gasoline. That's that's yeah. an awesome uh, part to that tune. I just dig that song so much. Yeah, love it. Love it, love it, love it. All right. So uh, my next pick, before we have a fight here, my next pick is actually off of Kiefer's uh, solo album. So it came out, I was going to say it's a new song. It's five years old. <laughs> it came out in 2013, The Way Life Goes. I like his vocal phrasing on that album because the rasp disappears a little bit and his voice gets a little more clearer. And I think part of it is the way he was delivering the songs and what the songs were about. Um, and they're not as heavy rock as some of the stuff Cinderella does. So check this song out. It's called Ain't That a Bitch.
there's quite a bunch of stuff on this uh, solo record that I think is really good. Ain't That a Bitch is definitely one of the tunes uh, that I like quite a bit. Uh, I also love the lead-off track, Go Figure. Uh, Solid Ground, I think, is really good as well. Uh, Mood Elevator. There's some really good songs on this solo record, and you can tell that he's put some work into this record. So not a typical Cinderella record, but a good record nonetheless. Please make sure you subscribe to our podcast, Growing Up Rock, and leave us a review on iTunes. Give us a like and leave us a comment on Facebook at Growing Up Rock. And like the lovely and talented Samantha said, everybody's got a rock and roll story to tell, but you guys can help us out by subscribing to our podcast and leaving us a review at Podchaser, Facebook, iTunes, or any of those places. We appreciate any and all feedback. You can also help us out by going to our Amazon link at growinguprock.com. Scroll down, hit the Amazon link, and pick up some of this great music that you're hearing on Amazon. Won't cost you a penny more, and we get a little piece of the pie because we are partnering with Amazon to bring you the ease of picking up all this killer rock and roll. Yeah, Amazon is definitely the easiest way to help us out, and all of this Cinderella music is available on Amazon, so you should check it out. All right. So that brings us to an all-out brawl between me and Hollywood. So it doesn't happen often. You know, we both like rock, but we almost like different styles of rock at times. So sometimes what happens is we'll talk about a, hey, we're going to do XYZ episode. We've done an XYZ episode, but you get what I'm saying. So we're going to do an episode on this band. And every once in a while, one of us will call out a song. It's like, okay, that song's mine. I'm going to talk about that song. And until this episode, we've never had a problem with, I'm going to take that song. Okay, I'm going to take that song, right? This episode, we both wanted the same song. So I guess we're going to somehow settle on who gets to pick that song, but I don't know how we're going to settle it. <laughs> well, we could we could actually do virtual boxing. <laughs> then I'm going to kick your ass. You better watch out. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes, it's true. We can't agree. We both can agree that this song is awesome and should be included in our top five Cinderella songs. However, neither one of us wants to give it up. So there's only one fair way to do this, Sonny, and that's by letting Siri decide. Oh, how is she going to decide? Pick a side. Tails. All right. So heads it is for me. Let's see what Siri decides. Hey, Siri, flip a coin. It's tails. So I won. God damn it. Just take the song. So my favorite, and I guess Steven's favorite, Cinderella song, Somebody Save Me.
So not exactly a deep track, but we both absolutely love this song and it just wouldn't be right to not include it on our top five. I think no matter how many times we do our Cinderella top five, that song's always going to end up on it, right? Yeah, yeah. So let me tell you a story about this song, right? So I got a story around this song. All right. So me and my best friend and his wife, uh, September 24, 2011, we go to Reno to see Warrant and Cinderella. They're playing at the Silver Legacy. So before the show, we're in the casino just playing, blah, blah. But there's a lot of like hooting and hollering going on. There was rumors about there was some sort of fight or something. And there was a lot of worry around the casino. Like you can kind of feel in the ambiance that something funky happened. Well, come to find out, I guess the day before the concert, there was a Hells Angels boss that died in some sort of firefight with a Vegas gang. So then a member of the Vegas gang was shot in retaliation four miles away from the Silver Legacy on that day. So there was talk about these folks that had this fight and did the shooting, blah, blah, that they were in the casinos on the strip. And it was wall-to-wall bikers in the Silver Legacy that day. We didn't know all the stuff had happened till afterwards, right? Compound that with Warrens comes on stage, kicks serious ass, and Tom Kiefer's sick. So we hear that Tom Kiefer's sick. So I'm like, oh my God, dude, there's going to be a straight-up riot in this place. Because it felt like that Judas Priest Black Label concert I went to once where it was wall-to-wall bikers, same thing. So it's like everybody's wondering, is Cinderella coming on or they're not coming on? Time's going by. We're at a half hour. We're at 40 minutes. Lights go out and Cinderella's coming on. And Tom looks like he's about to die. Like he obviously had the flu or something. And he sweats a lot when he's playing live. If you've never seen him live, the guy's just, I mean, he puts it all out there. But he was already sweating. And I remember when they did Somebody Save Me, which I think was earlier in the set, he wasn't even saying somebody. Like, the backup was saying save me. And I'm like, he's not, I don't think he's all right. Dude, that guy did the entire set. He almost fell over probably five, six times. He did everything he could to make that set go off without a hitch it was not his best performance but i will tell you by far my favorite performance on a night that could have went really bad probably that's why he was doing everything he could because he didn't want to get killed (laughs) it's possible right but i mean you think about all that stuff that happens and you just don't realize that you know there's a whole world out there and there's gangs and everything and you're just there to enjoy a show and that whole thing could have been really really stupid so but i remember specifically on somebody save me because i was waiting for the song like uh how come he's not singing and then i look at him closer i'm like dude he looks like he's gonna die on stage of like just dehydration if nothing else right but uh they did they did the whole show i gotta hand it to him man all right cool cool story crazy yeah All right. Well, that brings me to my consolation prize. Since I wasn't (laughs) able to choose uh, somebody save me in order to get my top five, I'm going to share this one from the Long Cold Winter record. This is a song called Fire and Ice.
Yeah, when I first heard this song, it almost felt like it could have been on Night Songs. Maybe it was written at the same time, but they maybe knocked it off that album, put it on the next one. I'm not sure, but it's a great song. Yeah, I like it. It's a rocking tune. We urge you guys to go to Twitter and Facebook and share your top five Cinderella tunes because I know there's a lot of Cinderella fans out there. We love them. You guys love them. So let's talk Cinderella. Get on the Facebook page and uh, share your thoughts with us on this episode and on your top five tunes. I'm sure that nobody is going to agree with everything we picked. What's new? It's all good. <laughs> you wanted the best, but you got the best. The hottest band in the world, Kiss. It's time for your historic moment on Growing Up Rock. All right, finally, a historic moment. We're back. Historic moment, baby. God, I haven't heard that one in quite some time. That's right. That's right. So, you know, we always try to tie it to the episode somehow. And uh, believe it or not, Cinderella's never open for Kiss. So when I went back and looked at the uh, the tour logs for Kiss, Cinderella's never opened. But some members of Cinderella have done Kiss tribute stuff. So on this tribute album called A World with Heroes that came out in 2013, there is a cover of the song Rock and Roll Hell. With Jeff Labar doing the guitar, Eric Brittenham's on bass, Troy Loketta on drums, and the mighty Ron Keel doing the lead vocal. Check this out. Rock and roll hell.
won't stand for second place. But his time may never come. Whoa, whoa, he's not a victim. You can see it in his face. But he can't see what he's become. Well, he wants it bad, but he wants no charity. Yeah, I love this version. Let me tell you, Keel sounds fantastic on this song. He can sing this thing great. Had you ever heard that song before? Uh, of course not, no. I, I mean, I've heard the original song. I just never heard uh, this this version. Yeah, it's an awesome version. It's available on iTunes for anybody that can't find it, but uh, uh, it's a great version, no doubt. Yeah, very cool lineup, Luketa, Labar, and Britton Hammond. Shoot, three of the four guys live in Nashville now, and one of them's from Nashville, so uh, you never know. We've interviewed half of that. We can probably get the other half at some point. That's true. That's true. But, I mean, overall, Cinderella's a great band. They didn't put out enough studio albums, uh, in my opinion. And according to Kiefer, I don't think you're ever going to see Cinderella together again. Nah, I would tend to agree with you as well uh, on both points. Not enough uh, albums and uh, don't think they're ever going to be reuniting anytime soon. So, But great episode. Yeah, great episode. Love me some Cinderella. There's no doubt. I'm, I'm glad we got to talk about it for sure. Yeah, for sure. Top five. Make sure you share your top five with us and we will leave you with this shuffle, rattle and roll. Sonny, do you want to do the honors? I will. And thank you, everybody, for listening. And we will talk to you later. See you guys. Get ready to shuffle, rattle, and roll. Play us out, boys. She does.
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 